Oil prices are surging after OPEC Plus unexpectedly announced it was slashing output by 1.16 million barrels per day. This is fueling new fears of higher consumer prices as central banks are hoping to reverse inflationary trends. The move comes just after Russia's decision to cut oil production by 500,000 barrels per day until the end of this year. International benchmark Brent futures have jumped 5% to $84 a barrel, and U.S. benchmark WTI is also trading at nearly $80 a barrel. In March, oil tumbled to its lowest level since December 2021 amid a banking rout. For more on this, let's now go to Mark Humphrey Jenner in Sydney. He's an energy analyst and associate professor of finance at the University of New South Wales Business School. Many thanks for being with us uh, today. So first of all, Professor, why this cut now in a market that was overall already quite tight? Well, firstly, thanks for having me along. And in reality, the cut's probably due to a few reasons. The first one is likely to be them trying to manage supply and manage prices. So oil had been going down and hovering below $80 per barrel throughout 2023, and it touched on at $67 per barrel. Now, clearly, if you're OPEC, you'd probably prefer high oil prices. And in particular, if you're seeing oil prices continuing to slide down, you're probably going to think, well, how do you manage that? How do you put a floor under the price? And OPEC is looking at this by cutting supply to try to preemptively manage that price try to ensure that it's at least somewhat stabilized and, in their mind, potentially pushing back toward the $80 plus per barrel. There might have been a secondary reason, which is possible solidarity with Russia, mm. although that one is perhaps much more in the background, given that Russia had already cut barrels production by 500 barrels, and also there had some been some sympathy with Russia within some, albeit not all, of the OPEC members. Right, and analysts are now worried, meanwhile, that obviously this could contribute to rising inflation, and that means in turn to central banks keeping those higher rates for longer. What's that going to mean for consumers then? Yeah, that's absolutely a concern. So when we're seeing these oil prices, that will clearly feel through into petrol prices for ordinary consumers, and do so for a couple of reasons. The first one, of course, is oil prices now supported much more than they perhaps were before. So if the oil prices now go back toward $80 per barrel or even higher, well, that's clearly going to feed through into what people are paying at the gas pump or paying for heating oil or whatever the case might be for that person. In addition to this, you're going to get the volatility. So oil prices have been notoriously volatile over the past 12 months. That volatility itself is costly. Because when you think about a petrol station or the company buying fuel for that petrol station, well, if they're facing more risk, they'll need to do what's called hedging. And that hedging involves going into financial contracts to try to manage that risk, shift it onto effectively someone who is insuring against that risk. Now, if they need to do more and more hedging and or that hedging is getting more costly, well, ultimately, the consumer is going to pay for this. And then ultimately, this will feed through to inflation, initially at the headline level with oil prices remaining relatively high, but then it could feed through into core inflation if it gets out of control, as people may be asking for higher wages to compensate for that higher price or perhaps other companies that are paying more for their own fuel, pass that on to consumers because their own input cost has gone up. So it certainly makes life a little bit more difficult for the central banks than it already was. Absolutely. We'll keep a close eye on that. Mark Humphrey, Jenna, thank you very much for your analysis. Thanks a lot. It was great being with you. And now let's get to other top stories from around the world. China's factory activity has lost steam in March due to slowing production and weaker global demand. The Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index fell to 50, the point that separates growth from contraction. 
The world's second largest economy showed robust growth in the first two months of the year, following the lifting of years of strict COVID-19 measures. Switzerland's largest bank, UBS, is reportedly planning to cut its workforce by up to 30% following its takeover of Credit Suisse. The move may result in 36,000 layoffs worldwide. The lender is under investigation for possible illegal activity in connection to the $3.3 billion state-backed takeover. Swiss prosecutors say the emergency merger may have breached Switzerland's criminal law. And Tesla has reported record quarterly vehicle deliveries thanks to price cuts in the US, Europe and China. The electric car maker delivered nearly 423,000 vehicles in the first quarter, up 4% from the previous three-month period. CEO Elon Musk has previously said Tesla could achieve 2 million car deliveries this year, a 52% increase from 2022. And that is all for business for now.